Welcome to the Next Step Business Podcast. I'm Bob Camp, your host. For each podcast, I'm inviting successful business leaders to discuss strategy, execution, high-performing teams, innovation, and more. Join us to learn more about getting the business you want and living life on your terms. Welcome to the Next Step Business Podcast. I'm pleased to have a good friend here, Houston Dougherty, who I've known for several years, even though over the last couple of years, we really haven't touched base until a invited him to the podcast. But uh, Houston, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Canon and Canon? First, let me start by saying thank you, Bob. And knowing you has been a pleasure and I look forward to uh, our time together today. So uh, as Bob mentioned, I'm president and CEO of Canon and Canon and became president and CEO about a year and a half ago, mid-year 2020, right in the throes of the pandemic. I and some partners transitioned uh, the company from the founders and uh, Canon & Canon is about to enter its 26th year. I've been with the firm for almost 11 years now. And so Canon & Canon as a firm, as I mentioned, is uh, about 25 years old. And as a firm, we have uh, what I like to say are our fingerprints all over the community that we call Knoxville and the surrounding areas. Very proud of that. We do survey, transportation, traffic. I could list a bunch of different projects that that you'll be familiar with. And then we have a utilities team doing a lot of work for all the utility providers, many of the utility providers, at least in our area. And then a civil site team that really, if I could toss out some project names there that everyone could, could relate to. So that's it in a nutshell. And look forward to maybe diving down deeper into that with you. Thank you. Tell me a little about you, because one of the things, if I hadn't known you were working for an engineering firm, I wouldn't have known it. Now, I, I expect a little bit of humility and, and you have that and this thinking through the way you do, I can expect that out of, out of an engineer, but you have this drive for growth. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about that and what's happened since you've, you've acquired the company and, uh, and more about what your thinking is. So I've been doing engineering now for almost 30 years and I've joked and said that I'm an accidental engineer. I'm civil engineer. I don't say I'm an accidental engineer because I kept going to school and this is what happened to me. The, so I've done a little bit of everything when it comes down to, in civil engineering, I think especially, there's a lot of space to do a lot of different things. So uh, out of school, I went into consulting, kind of civil engineering firm, which is a lot of what graduates will do. Did that for a few years and found myself maybe not as challenged as I'd like to be. And plus, I like the interaction I like the interaction of a deal and actually went to work for a national uh, products manufacturer, site construction products manufacturer, which I really enjoyed. I was, it was very frustrating at the time because that's kind of a, uh, an 11th hour, sometimes ruthless business. If you will. Well, it's cutthroat. Salesmen <laughs> go after each other sometimes. But looking back on it is one of the best things I ever did because it complemented who I think I am, who I'm comfortable being now, and that is someone that, I want to lean in and learn who you are, learn what your challenges are, so I can figure out how I can best help you. Right. That that whole point of kind of accidentally getting into that, you know, I was 25, 26 years old, and you know, I was put in charge of a service shop, and you know, I was given the the marching orders to grow the business, or you're going to have to cut people. <laughs> and it was, I don't want to lose anybody. So I had to learn how to sell. And that has paid off tremendously in my life. The fact that I learned that early, 
actually had clients teaching me how to how they wanted to buy. And so it was really a big plus there, right? Yeah. When you don't know how to do anything, you learn good stuff. Yeah. I, I have a philosophy that there are two kinds of relationships, and, and one of them is not even real, actually. The first one is I want to get to know you so I can figure out what I can get from you. And the second one is I want to get to know you so I can learn how I can best help you. And I touched on that just a minute ago, and that's the real relationship, is how can I help you with what I can bring uh, or I say I at this point, I mean, really, it, given now my role at, at, at Canon and Canon and, and the role I am here at the, at the firm, it's what can our team of 60-plus technical engineers and technical staff do, right, and provide? So I did, the, I did the sales thing for a few years and then I actually went to work for city government and worked in that world, which was gives, uh, really gives me a greater appreciation for that process uh city manager I worked for said we have to go through this process to, to demonstrate to citizens and taxpayers you know that we're following the rules and so that's a great perspective and a great a better understanding of some of the frustrations that you get sometimes uh, when you're waiting on some process to go through and they got back into it so I worked for large firms as well as Canon and Canon which is medium-sized firms when you look at civil engineering companies. Yeah, so you, I think you nailed it. It's if we take care of our customers and we take care of our people, and I know that's part of your whole philosophy and approach, when you do those two things, everything else seems to happen. My opinion is if you're running a business and it's not a people first approach, then that's a, uh, a finite business plan, which is, which is okay in some cases. I just don't see that being a long-last business interest. My goal is to continue the legacy and the foundation that is part of CCI. And I'll use Canon and Canon and CCI interchangeably, by the way. But continue that legacy into the future and build a living company that has continuous presence in perpetuity, if, if such thing can be achieved. But certainly one that has continuing presence far into the future after me, after everyone else that's actually here. Something I like to say is, who does what you do next? Because no single person that's here today will be here forever for obvious reasons. So people first. has to be people first. And one more word on yeah. that. I've got to get this out. You, got, you kind of got me. You hit a spot that's passionate to me. So here I sit as CEO of a company, and I view my role as, you hear the, the pyramid, the inverted pyramid, I work for everyone here, regardless of what the org chart suggests. I work for everyone here. It, it is my chief responsibility to make sure that everyone within the firm is equipped with the training they need, have the tools that they need to perform their job so they can be better at what they do, and so that they can develop that skill set. And in the technical world, I want our folks to be the very best that they possibly can be. And I want to support that however I can. Yeah, I just me compliment you on that because when I look at the very best CEOs, business leaders I've worked with over the decades, the ones who were the best and had the best businesses, had the best customers, had that viewpoint. It is, and I will say those two viewpoints you have, we serve the people who work for us. So how do we make them better? How do we help them get better? And the second is you always do what's right for the client mm -hmm. and get to know them so that you get to know what's important and will really help them. Because I know you've always been a proponent of growth as far as long as I've known you there. 
and uh, tell me about the kind of growth you guys have had. There's the, you can't stand still. I, and I don't know anyone that wants to go backwards. Uh, I should say I don't necessarily want to be associated with anyone that wants to go backwards. Uh, let's put it that way. If you're standing still, you're going backwards because you're being passed, especially in today's business climate. And so from a growth perspective, that can be defined several different ways. It can be defined as more clients. It can be defined as more office locations, more work. But the, the way we view it is how can we be, we certainly aren't all things to all people, never want to go there, but there's a skill set that we have from environmental services through civil, through even a little bit of landscape architecture services. How can the services that we provide better serve our clients? So there is that growth element to where we expand our presence with a client, giving them that good service that we are so well known for. And a note on that, the vast majority of our businesses repeat business, something that I take very seriously because they indicate that we're doing something right and we have a great reputation in the marketplace and it's hard to build a great reputation. And frankly, it's probably harder to keep it because uh, you can, it doesn't take much to lose that reputation especially in the days of social media and, and, the, and it's, yeah, what this, someone said one time, you can be doing everything right, do one thing wrong. And that's what gets uh, shared. I want to share. I recently bought a, an impact branch. I do my, a lot of garage work at home. And so I'm reading these reviews on this great tool. And then there's nine reviews that were like five star kind of reviews. And then the 10th was a one star. And I caught myself questioning whether or not I should purchase this. And I said, I can't believe I'm falling prey to that, and I know better. So that's why it's so important to constantly be constant communication, communicate forward, I like to call it, and that's just getting out in front issues that, and helping the clients reach their success. It is, and truly, it's about the client's success. It's not ours. We have to help our clients reach success. If we can do those things, and we can't help but find our own success. So back on the growth thing. You know, if you're not growing, then you need you, you might need to step back and think about that. So what we've done, actually, just going back from so there's uh, going back to July. Currently, we've grown uh, twenty a little over twenty percent in the last year in the last eighteen months, which is huge for us. And we've added staff and are actually having to uh, make sure that resource allocation, staff allocation, be a to, to continue to deliver the great service that we do. We don't ever sacrifice that with workload and bringing staff on to support that workload. So we're very proud of that, humbly proud, if that's such a term. Because even as uh, right now, you, know, you can ask almost anyone this question, how things are now I'm busy. That's what you'll hear. And, and I've got a theory on that. Sometimes it truly is being busy. Sometimes it's being distracted. So I'm always trying to keep that self-awareness. Am I distracted by things that really didn't need my attention? And I challenge our folks with that same question. And so that way that helps us focus better. That said, but in the environment now, there's a lot of things going on, ironically, even in spite of, of, of the pandemic. So... You know, in fact, we had a record year last year, 2020, and we are currently ahead of that this year. Congratulations so again. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is, that is on one hand, fantastic and great and, and something that we celebrate. However, it's a burden of responsibility I take very seriously. And as busy as we are or may be currently, one of the things that 
seems to constantly be on my mind is what is how do we keep that pipeline flowing? Because in our service business, that pipeline's got to be flowing. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because, number one, growing through the pandemic, so many companies suffered through this process and for various reasons. But to grow in in what looked like for, for a period of time, a downtime, it takes effort. It's not like something you just sit back and wait on. Yeah, no, that hasn't worked yet, sitting back and waiting on. I keep trying to figure out that business model. <laughs> we, I mean, the bulk of our business, we uh, do a lot of public side work, and, and what I mean by that is we do a lot of uh, work for municipalities, county, state government, PDOT mainly. And, but then we have a private side as well. So the private side kind of fell off a little bit, but uh, you just look around at what's happening in terms of infrastructure. We do a lot of infrastructure projects. And work that has not slowed down. In fact, the opposite has happened. It has picked up. And anyone that's been watching the news know that there's a lot of funding, federal funding coming in for the purpose of upgrading infrastructure and everything that goes along with that. Specifically, water, sewer, and broadband is a huge deal, which became very evident when everyone went home and were working remotely or schooling remotely. There's people out there that just were having bandwidth issues or worse still, just simply not able to connect because it wasn't available or some such uh, scenario. Tell me, but you've expanded into other markets too. Well, yeah, and so I'm going to define you know, markets maybe a couple different ways. Um, so we have offices in Knoxville. That's kind of where we're headquartered. And we have an office up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and, and one in Memphis and have some plans to be in a couple of other states here in the next Really, if I could wave the magic wand, I would like to be there within the next 12 months. That's my current goal. Okay. Because you need, you need to be aggressive in your goal. The, the farther out you give yourself on a deadline, guess what? You'll get right up to that point. So I don't want to give myself permission to wait that long. So that's one of our goals for the next 12 months is to expand other you know, areas. But some of the other sectors is, is environmental. I mentioned that a moment ago. We've mm-hmm. added environmental and a little bit of landscape architecture. We have a dual degree engineer and landscape architect on staff now, which is we're able we're able to fill in the gaps on some of the smaller projects, and then we mm-hmm. have teaming partners on some of the larger scale LA work, landscape architecture work. Yeah, you talked about the magic wand, and because there isn't such a thing, and, and we wish there was. But the other piece is that we tend to I, I work with clients, and we'll do strategy execution meetings every two weeks. And because it's one of the things that you know, we've learned is that if you review your progress every two weeks, you're never more than two weeks behind on, a, on an up to status update. So if you can make up time, you do it then versus waiting for a month out. But to your point, uh, so much of that work going into those week by weekly meetings gets done in the last 48 hours yeah. um, because we have so many things to do. And so you said something about that earlier is how do you stay above the noise, running the business is so important. How do you, what are the things that you do or think about that help, helps you stay above that and keeps you focused on where you're headed? Well, thank you for that question, actually, because it's hard it's, and it's not a simple answer, unfortunately. That is another thing that's on my goal set for the, we call it Plan 22, or FY22, and we are on a, we're on a calendar year, is to keep my eye on the horizon rather than, and the hood of the car, when I taught my kids to drive, my favorite thing to tell them was, don't look at the hood of the car, look out there where you're going, 
look out as far as you yeah. can see. And so that's what I'm working to do. I've got a really great staff when it comes to being able to stay above the, the fray to to a certain degree. My well, limit. I've got a great staff. My weakness when it comes to not when it comes to getting involved. So I talked about the diversity of my background a, a few minutes ago. I've done a little bit of everything. I, I, which means I know a, a little about a whole lot. I've got a lot of experience that I can bring and help that can help folks from having to reinvent the wheel. There might be a tidbit of information that, by the way, if you go at it from this angle, then it's a lot less pain, painless, and it's it's faster too. And I enjoy it because again, that fills that cup of wanting to help folks. Now that said, big goal that I have. You know, it's a purpose, it's an intention, is to push decision-making to the lowest possible level. I believe there's a difference in enabling and empowering. I want to enable, excuse me, I want to empower our team leaders to run their teams as their business. And so that's another way I see as being able to keep a focus on what the uh, what we're doing as a business and kind of where we're going as a business. That's really my goal is, is running the business we happen to do engineering as a business, but I want to focus on it from a business perspective and then have the engineering staff and the team leads in each area run the engineering component of that. Yeah, that's pushing or empowering you know, these team leaders is, is critical to growth. Is that something that you came to learn or is it something that was always inherent in your thinking? You know, I didn't read that in the book. I think it's just, uh, that's kind of who I am. And I go all the way back to, it occurred to me that who we are isn't something that can be gleaned from a piece of paper that we call a resume uh, or something that we call a bio that comes a little bit closer maybe. But who we are goes all the way back to, I think, high school. Who were you in high school? I think you're still kind of that person. What was driving you then is what's driving you now. Back in those days, I was the guy that you came to no matter what you needed. Uh, again, I'm the gearhead. You know, friends would come to me and they'd want this part or that part, and I'd find it. And back in those days, you'd crawl the junkyards and find a set of heads for a small block Chevy or something of that nature. And I'd go pull that and do that work, and of course, make 10 bucks. Back then, I'm like, yeah, I made 10 bucks off this. But the point is, I was the guy that you come to and say, I've got this problem, I've got this need, can you help me fill it? So that's what I am focused on, and that's who I am. And then fast forward into when I worked in city government. So I became town engineer of a community of around 50,000 people, fast growing, all that sort of thing. And, I, and one of the things I've learned is that I can see the strengths in other folks. I sometimes have difficulty seeing the strength in myself, and finally I've I've realized that maybe that is my strength. Recognize the talent and skill that others have and then put them in a position to succeed. And that's my real underlying goal and purpose. And at, at that uh, city that I worked for, there were, there were two people that just were struggling. And I kind of took a look at that and just realized that all I did was they were doing each other's jobs. So when I put them and aligned them where they fit best, they were much happier in what they were doing. It was more rewarding to them. So um, helping folks be in the place. I'm not sure if I answered the question. In fact, I, I think I've talked so much, I forgot what the question was. 
No, you got it. And I was just going to just kind of go a little bit deeper because to your point about finding people's strengths, to me, that is a real key. I saw a speaker talk one time and he said, look, people have these five strengths, so to speak, right? Maybe there are two here, maybe there's five there and there's a seven here and there's a three here and there's eight here. Well, if you take a five or a two to a four, it's still not a strength or capabilities. But if you take an eight to a 10 or a seven to a nine, it's amazing what can happen for these individuals. And to your point, I think it's oftentimes leaders can focus on what their people aren't good at. And the, right, and the focus needs to be on what they are good at and, and put them in those positions where they can be successful. You're here. Couldn't agree with you more. We can focus on our weakness, and the best we can ever hope for is become mediocre at it. Let's focus on let's focus on what we're always strong in and build on that. And what we're weak in, we'll we'll find someone else that's strong there. And at that point in time, that's how you build a high performing team. You don't put the three hundred pound offensive lineman at the quarterback position, for example. That's not going to be his strength. It's I mentioned a moment ago. I didn't read putting people in the right place where they put their strengths in the book. It's just something that. Just makes sense to me. But, you know, reading, going in, and that's greatest. That's a great thing. Greatest thing for me is when I read some things, not that I know everything. Well, I know. But reading some of those books, there's some affirming things. Servant Heart of Leader is one I read. Okay. That servant heart in terms of helping folks succeed, that spoke to me real well. Outliers <laughs> is another book that I read that you know, is basically talking about being, is an outlier really an outlier? If you give that, that so-called outlier this equal opportunity as you would this, this strength position, can they both succeed? There, there's some philosophies there that I've picked up. Yeah, that's really important because it's I've seen that with companies where they'll go hire someone um, hoping that they're going to lead them into the you know future and not work out. But the other side is they hire someone and they don't fit where they're at today, but they do lead them to the future because they challenge their thinking, but also you know, they just bring a different way of, of, of uh, a different way of articulating things and a different way of talking to clients or bringing things together to see, you know, connecting different dots. So that's one of the things I wanted to explore with you too. You have that instinct because you have this industriousness or lean forward, as you said earlier, lean into it. You have this as your personality, but you also have, when you're, like you said, you're looking at the horizon, you tend to look at the different dots out there and say, these are the, this is what's coming together. At least that's been my perspective in, in our conversations in the past. I've seen you think about technologies and, you know, competencies uh, a little differently than a lot of people do and seeing how it comes together. That's fair. And yeah, you know, I've been working on a, a way to verbalize and communicate that better. But, you know, what I, what I do in, in terms of just looking at the horizon and opportunity is listen. There's more that can be learned from what isn't said sometimes, oftentimes, than what is said. So I'm listening to what isn't being said, as well as some of the challenges and issues that a, that a customer or client may have or but rarely is there a single kind of item to focus on. There's all these moving parts. Engineers, I think, a lot of times will think of whatever they're working on as the project. Sometimes it is, 
And sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's simply a task on something much, much larger. So try to focus in on that. And, and I'm, forgive me for searching around. Bringing together, being able to see all the different pieces. I hesitate to say it's something I'm, I'm good at because I'm not some. I, I hate to say I'm good at anything. I, I did. I did. The one thing I will say I'm good at is uh, uh, I wrote this down, and I don't claim to be good at anything except seeing the strengths and abilities of me, and that's why I'm good. At. I'm putting you in a position. Yeah, you know, in, in that perspective of knowing that we're just a small piece in something bigger, that's always the case. I don't know of any situation that I've ever been in, and no matter how big the deal is, we're only a piece of the puzzle. And and even if it could be huge, it could still be a small piece, but it is a piece that if we don't do well, somebody else doesn't get the results that they want or they need. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great perspective you have on that, because I think that is, that's a big piece. I don't care whether you're manufacturing nuts and bolts or selling something at a retail store, doing engineering, software development, whatever it might be. It's a piece of the puzzle. And uh, the other pieces depend on you as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about the the bigger, broader picture is more than that new water plant. It's the residents that's going to be receiving that water at the tap. It's more than that new retail site. It's, it's how the access to and from that site works, the safety components. It's all those potentials. And sometimes that includes, okay, let's think through the worst-case scenario on this and make sure that we're addressing that. Part of being an engineer, part of the ethics of being an engineer is to protect the health, safety, and welfare of the public. That's something that is, that's our livelihood. If we're not doing that, then we know may as well hang up our license. Yeah. So I think broadly, I, I think is what's important. And, and that's one of those things that is comes easy for me to do that. Some folks not so much. I mean, highly technical folks. And it's so important. You know, they are so great at focusing in, focusing on, on what needs to be focused on. And uh, then you put all those pieces of the puzzle together, as you mentioned, and and then uh, it comes together. It's just, we get all uh, flowery here, and, you know, this mosaic and creates that fingerprint. I mentioned earlier, creates that fingerprint on the community. And, you know, our tagline is enhancing community life by design. Our founder, one of our founders developed that tagline. And that's so true, enhancing community life by design. Um, it's, that's what we do. It's intentional. It is intentional, and it is on purpose. One of the last couple of questions I want to ask you is, is first, as you look forward and think back, is there, are there any things that you wish you had learned earlier or you had done earlier? That's a really good question. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I'm still learning. And I'm focused on that every day. And I recognize, I try to have a self-awareness that I know that there's things that I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also know that sometimes just make a decision and go with it. And that's a learning experience in and of itself. And the other part of that was, wish I'd done sooner or earlier, perhaps embarked out onto business ownership sooner, perhaps. I've always scratched that itch by doing things on the side, buying and selling power sports. Just a variety of things. 
because it's fun. And <clears throat> still do that. It's kind of funny. Maybe kick out of it. I don't know, Bob. I kind of years ago I kind of came up with. I've got all these little self-applied philosophies, and one of those is you, know, you can't go through life with a rearview mirror strapped to your head, uh, looking back on and having regrets. And then I always will follow that up with two things. One thing, and it's appropriate that, that we're doing this on Veterans Day. That one of these things includes something related to that. So you can't go through life with a rearview mirror strapped to your head. The other thing is, I've always, I like to say is, you hear the old saying, uh, uh, if you make your bed, you have to lay in it. Well, I say the heck with that. If you make your bed and you don't like it, get up and remake it. So that's kind of the way I walk through life. And uh, so what would I've done differently? Taking more opportunities to find more people to help, help succeed. You know, yeah. People get into places where they can succeed. Yeah, I agree with you. Looking in the rearview mirror, it's good once in a while to take a look because you're learning. You're still learning from what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, from the standpoint of where you are today has a lot to do with where you've been. And it's all those things. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I'd, I'd like to ask you is because not everybody, a lot of businesses around us start out as they're the founders and owners or their you know, family who took it over. A lot of our local businesses, you're one of the people who actually went in and acquired a business after working for companies for years. For those people who are working for companies who are looking at buying into or buying a company, any thoughts of patience or due diligence, whatever it is, any thoughts of that you might have it, just to say, hey, just think about it or, or inspiration, mm -hmm. any of those things, and you don't have to do any of them, but just any thoughts you might have for someone who's thinking about this? If I'm going to, I'm going to hear the question, or receive the question as someone that might be with a company currently and is mm -hmm. uh, considering acquiring that particular business that they're with. So that assumes then that they know that business and they're working in it. With that, due diligence is still important. Not all businesses, we're very fortunate that we were and continue to be a very transparent business, so knowing what the numbers are. So that due diligence part is really important and in any kind of acquisition. And certainly, if you don't know anything about that particular business, because there's folks out there buying businesses and stuff. The due diligence part, you can do this. Ours was super amicable, and it was something that we'd talked about for some time and arrived at. So it was very friendly. I've heard other stories that aren't so friendly, but I don't see why anything needs to be. The, I think the biggest thing, if there's someone sitting there thinking about they, you know, they want to be part of the acquisition or the, the continuity of the of the continuity planning of the place that they are now, is uh, speak up. Don't wait. Don't wait. Because like we said earlier, everyone is busy. And there's always something else to do. And if you wait, then time will pass and you'll still be late. So something yes. that is kind of burning in the belly, as I like to say, then don't get caught waiting. Take the uh, take the lead and begin that conversation. Thank you for doing this for us. Well, th thank you very much, and I appreciate it. I, frankly, I appreciate just the uh, comfort and ease that you, you bring to the table, Bob. You're quite welcome. Not sure if we want to include this, but I'll say that from a, a business impact, a community presence, Canon and Canon with over 60 employees, local business, 
born and bred here in Knoxville. You mentioned the fingerprints, many, many projects, not just in Knoxville, but it radiates out into surrounding counties and municipalities. I got thinking about that uh, just from an economic driver perspective. Not to mention the projects that we've done, like some retail development that then goes further and continues to be an economic driver. But just in employee and salaries alone, we our salaries uh, is nearly $5 million a year, and that is going into the local economy. This is something that we need to be very aware of, and it's a, con- it's a contributor to the community. Take that very seriously. Also, the projects you're doing, how far that reaches and what more it creates. Because when you do a project well and there's less hindrances, you know, the contractors doing the other work do better. They have more profitability. There's just so much more that comes into it. It goes far beyond. And that reach, I think, is impactful. And your reputation and your purpose, I think, really speak well of your company. And and obviously, you live that. Thank you. It's it's exciting. It's a big responsibility and one that's not taken lightly and one that I want to uh, see expand and grow. I'm excited for you and the company. So many great years ahead of you guys. Again, thank you, Houston. And I'm looking forward to reaching out and being together in person sometime soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bob. <laughs>